this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Ah oh, man, what is up everybody? It's time for another hard rock lunchbox. Excuse me. Excuse me. I uh hold on. I meant this. Okay. Um so I'm sorry for being unprepared, but I am trying to find out why the uh laptop isn't doing what I so uh, I have just done the old Control-Alt-Delete, and uh, maybe we'll find out all together what's happening. Because as I was editing the, um, what is this thing? Uh, the Top 20. As I was editing the Top 20 for this week, I found a bunch of, like, kind of like stutters in the recording. Uh, and I don't know why that is. It's a brand new laptop. It should be, like, really doing much better than everything else, but it's just basically being a bit of a dick, and I have no idea why that is, and uh, that's not cool, and I'm just checking the thing, so I'm sorry if I'm boring, I just I kind of want to have a good product if I'm going to waste my time uh, trying to do it, everything looks set properly, I just don't know why it's being a bit of a dick so, uh, I appreciate anybody's insight if they have any, but honestly, like, I don't know, I've got the Looks like I've got everything set right, and it still doesn't want to record, which is great, because if anybody, you know, anybody that knows me knows that there is nothing I like more um, than wasting my time and getting no results. It's like, literally my favorite thing, so I don't, I don't know what's going on. I am hella annoyed by it, but that, that kind of blows, and I'm, I want to say I'm upset about it, but like, honestly, at this point, I don't really care, which is probably going to be the topic of... Uh, everything we're doing today. Yeah, it's, you know, nothing's really run in here, and yeah, I'll just, just be prepared for a real shitty top 20 uh, again next week, because that's, that's what we do here at the box. So. Uh, um, so, I would, I, I actually do have something to talk about. By the way, there's a brand new top 20 out today. Please check it out on Stranger TV. Comment if you want. This jittery is really bothering me so much. I'm just so worried this is just going to be such a shit recording, and I don't know how to fix that, and I don't know what to do about it. So, I guess I'll do what I do best, and I'll just uh, ignore it until it goes away. Ah, I do want to apologize for the way I look. There was really a down, down slide going into the end of this year. I mean, I'm digging the beard. I'm happy about that, so... Uh, really framing my face like the giant, overweight winter bear that I am. So, so there's a new top 20. Check it out, please. It's on Stranger TV, as is uh, all the good programming on Stranger TV. There's a new Pimp episode. There's also a new Waterberry episode, his five, top five, whatever. So check that out. Um, so I was going to talk about something specific uh, to bands today, which I thought would be a nice break for everybody that doesn't like me talking about politics, but something actually just kind of came up. It's less about politics than it is about 
um, social kind of nonsense. And that's that's what we come here for. Uh, and like I said, like I really just came in here and turned everything on and really just popped up. So Representative Katie Porter of California, who I like, I like what she does and what she stands for. I, I can't tell if she's in trouble yet or about to get in trouble for this, um, but she um, she referenced something in a hearing about like the she was she was speaking in reference to LGBTQ communities and the shooting that they just had at Club Q in um, drawing a blank of where it was probably in here somewhere. Um, but she says, let me just find the, the quote. Because um, she's talking about the term groomer specifically and how the term groomer is used. If you don't know, it's one of the ways that the, um, the extreme right, or even at this point, even the moderate right, refer to people in the LGBTQ community because they are under the impression that members of the LGBTQ community are grooming younger kids uh, to become LGBTQ. Like, First of all, I don't I don't know how many times you have to say it, and I don't know how many times like like it's gonna take for people to understand that. But that is not how this works, right? And I'll use myself as an example. You could groom me all day, every day. I am doing literally nothing with another man's penis, and that you heard that here first. Oh, it's three fingers. Heard that here first on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Actually, you didn't. You probably this, you heard it here for the millionth time on the box because that's just not how it works, right? At at worst, the uh, the concept of grooming would be more about experiential and allowance and availability of lifestyles to people that might be having questions about it, right? Like before, there was even a big public community. Like, I think people that would naturally have fallen into the LGBTQ community in, like, say, the 1100s might have felt like there might have been something wrong with them because that wasn't something that was really available, you know, unless you're in the church, right? Because you can have as many pedophiles as you want in the church. By the way, like, you know that, right? The, the more, the most accusations of any, you know, pedophilia group has always been in the church. So, like, you can you can work that out when you get up there. Oh, not that you're going to get up there. If you're that much of a hater, you're probably not getting up there. Because you know, like I always say, like just the sheer volume of time that Jesus spent talking about these goddamn homosexuals in the Bible is like it's like half the Bible, right? Like I think that's what people say. <laughs> I've read it twice, but I, may, I might have just skipped over. It. I mean, there's some boring stuff, but um, you know, a lot happened between the time in the desert and the crucifixion. I'm just saying. He might have said it. He might have. He didn't say it. Um, but uh, my point is, is that she's she's talking about how people are using labels of pedophiles and groomers. Now that's the headline. She the headline is actually uh, Representative Katie Porter says the term quote pedophile brands someone a criminal because of their sexual orientation. That is a very dangerous headline because it's missing the entire context of what she's saying. What she's talking about is that people are referring to adult consenting members of the LGBT community as pedophiles because they want to demonize them and say that they're coming after their kids to groom the children. 
That's what people on the right are doing. That's what they're doing right now. That's a big agenda. Now that they've suppressed a lot of female uh, and women's rights, uh, that's next, right? Like, what comes... It's like, okay, so we got... We got women, then we got uh, the gays, uh, and the Mexicans are in here somewhere, and then the rest of the minorities, right? Like, that's really the, the far-right agenda at this point, as far as I can tell. Much. Oh, wait, no, wait. You got to squeeze the liberal snowflakes in there somewhere, because apparently they're all assholes. And I have that from a pretty reputable source. Like, it says it on OAN, says it on Fox News, sent it from Daily Mail, you know, all reputable sources. Sarcasm. YouTube, if you're listening, I'm kidding. Of course you're listening. Twitter is not listening, no. Twitter disbanded its, uh, man, what the hell is it called? It's basically the group of people that monitor Twitter and stop, uh, you know, um, child pornography. Uh, they watch for people that are in danger of self-hurt uh, situations. They got rid of all that, right? They're not monitoring that anymore because free speech great job Elmo keep fucking stuff up because you're just that's like the one thing Elon Musk is actually good at like fucking stuff up it was so funny like I seen something not too long ago and they were talking because you know like Elon was famously like we're gonna get to Mars and honestly even I was like awesome this dude seems like he could do it because he really cares about nobody but himself so if he's gonna invest all that money in just making himself great fine the first football stadium on Mars can be the Elon Musk, you know, Martian stadium. I don't care. As long as he's going to foot the bill to get us there and get that technology going, like, I'm all for it. But then I read this thing that was just so funny because it was like he, he basically destroyed Twitter inside of 10 days. And it was like, are you really going to trust, you know, Elon Musk to build a safe place for people to live on Mars? He couldn't even handle Twitter for 10 days. Right? Like, Just keep an eye on that Katie Porter story. If anybody starts bitching about that she's, like, defending pedophiles and stuff like that, just know where this came from. It came from a very evilly and well-placed uh, newspaper headline because that's all people read, and that's not what she said. <laughs> so keep an eye on Like, sometimes it's fun to just, like, oh, this is going to go south, so just keep an eye on that. And I feel like it's interesting enough to, to do that, so that's cool. Um... What I did want to talk to you about today is uh, band kind of stuff. And um, just sort of like how, uh, kind of like bands work. <laughs> I know. It's like the real premise of like why this show even exists. And I don't necessarily know that anyone knows or cares, but like in case you do. And even if this is for band members that are listening and they kind of want to understand stuff or band leaders that are kind of like want some, uh, not necessarily some sympathy, but some understanding. I mean, like I talk to band members all the time, both band leaders and like not band leaders and stuff. So I understand a lot about dynamics and, and interpersonal dynamics in a band. And a lot of times there's just so much like misunderstanding about the way things actually work. Like I was actually just saying, not even an hour ago, I was saying that... Um, kind of like the concept of vision boarding, as gay as that is, and I don't mean gay in the LGBTQ way, I mean gay in the way that I was brought up. Um, the, uh, the kind of the concept of vision boarding for a band is a really good idea. You know, talk about goals and setting goals, setting short-term goals, and then dividing those goals into steps, and like how do you accomplish those steps. I find that pretty useful for bands. A lot of times I don't bother with my band because truth be told, 
Things fall out of favor with my band pretty quick, and a lot of times things really just don't even reach the first step, which is always so unfortunate. But sometimes it does, and it's kind of like that random, you know, this time it did, that time it didn't kind of thing that becomes kind of a problem. But, like, I know when, uh, before COVID hit, we had sat... And we were talking, so this would have been like 2019. We knew we were working on the new record. Our record was all but done, basically. Uh, and we we were kind of figuring out like what to do. And the plan at the time had been, all right, let's finish writing and recording this record. And that's what we spent 2019 doing. Uh, and then um, the plan was to release a couple singles, start doing shows, and then to buy onto a full uh, either regional or kind of like sub-national tour and start start doing work that way. Uh, our local shows are great, and we love our local shows, and at the time we had plenty to choose from, which was awesome. We were in danger of actually burning out the audience because that is a thing that actually happens. It's something that actually and verifiably happened to GDAV for a while, which is what prompted GDAV to start becoming a regional band instead of just a local band. Because if you're playing every night, or not every night, if you're playing every weekend or even every other weekend, people get tired of seeing you. They just do. There's nothing new. Like, you can play, like, honestly, at this point, like, we could play four shows and play completely different material. You know, like, we could do four nights and we play different material the whole time. Like, that'd be great. Bands like Craving can do that, too. And that is worth considering, right? If you want to see a song. But if you're just looking to see the band, it's not really it's not really conducive to, to building a following, right? You know, I mean, it's more convenient that people can go to more shows but once there's more shows people are like well i'll just see it next time so there's actually been a good push with the scarcity this year like more people show up to shows i know it doesn't seem like it most people are still not going out all that often and it's not even really a COVID or a flu thing what happened over 2020 and 2021 is people decided they liked living at home ordering food with doordash watching netflix with just one other person or maybe no other people and really just not doing anything there's a lot of that uh, so that that is kind of the bulk of what it is. But what uh, what I was saying about so we we laid out a plan. Like we didn't have everything in place. Like we didn't have all the details. But we get offered to to buy into tours every single year, or did before COVID. We get an offer to do that. And I know people that can you know buy us on, or used to know people that could buy us onto tours if we wanted. And we decided that it might be better off for us to spend ten dates doing uh, a lot of shows concentrated and we'd be really good and really ready because honestly like if rebel nine is anything like once we're prepared like we are a very good live band so kind of taking advantage of that and bringing it on the road is just it's a good idea and it makes sense and we could play new markets and then we could just start hitting them all the time as opposed to just playing 30 shows a year here uh which is fun but it takes a lot it's it's, it's a lot of work to play shows around here that's not necessarily always worth what you get out of um, so anyway, so we had laid out those kinds of plans. And because of COVID, it really just fizzled away and died out. Now we're on the other side of that whole pandemic stuff. And there aren't as many tours that we could buy on. Even the major bands or semi-major bands are stopping touring. They're, this is probably... We're going to start seeing the end of touring pretty much, especially with what's coming for Live Nation and Ticketmaster after completely fucking up the Taylor Swift thing and violating all trust, all antitrust laws because... They did. It was a monopoly when they bought, and everybody knew it, and Congress let it go forward anyway, and now they violated those laws. So I don't think Congress is going to do anything because Congress tends to have no teeth, but it would not surprise me if they break up Live Nation and Ticketmaster, and then they can just collude in the background like airlines do. Um, 
But what was I going to say about that? Uh, so yeah, so here we are. There's not really all that much going on, and it's tough to kind of lay out a plan now. Like our current plan right now is we're in the middle of recording new material that we'll be releasing in 2023. And to be perfectly honest, the main reason we're doing that is because there's really not much else worth doing. Like, I love our live shows, and they're fun, and they're fine, and I'm very happy to be playing Mr. Beery's tomorrow night uh, with Craving and Farewell Fire and, and Mikey from Something Heavy. I'm very happy to be doing that, but I'm happy to be doing that because it's going to be a fun show. It's going to do absolutely nothing for us musically, like career-wise. In fact, since we're closing the show, I fully expect half the people to be out of the building by the time we even take the stage. That's just the way it is. It's just the way people are. And honestly, like, we're going to be on stage probably by, like, 11.30. Like, it's not even late, but it's late now, if you know what I'm saying. Like, like people, their tolerances are just kind of over. Like, in, you know, I don't expect to hold a lot of the Farewell Fire crowd because I just don't. Uh, they don't know us. We don't know them. Uh, I'm... I'm hoping they'll stick around for Craving. I think that would be a good show, and I think there's a lot of crossover for that. But, like, I'm going into this fully expecting that what I'm going to be looking at when we get up on stage is just our core Rebel 9 fans, which is exactly what I want to be playing for. So, that's the way I want to finish off this year. It's currently the last show we have booked. I don't expect it to be the last Rebel 9 show ever, because that seems silly, but it's the last show on the calendar that I've got booked, so... You never really know. And honestly, another place could close, and then we just don't have another place to play anyway. Because that's also what's happening. So, I don't... I don't I don't really know. But, um... What I was actually here to talk about was just kind of, uh, like, band motivation and stuff like that. Like, what, you know, bands are doing as a whole and, and individual members to, to propel their career forward, right? There's just not... There's not a lot. And there's a very common tale that happens at kind of, like across most bands where you have like one sometimes two people that do most of the work for outside of the band like let's not confuse things like right you have stuff like in that's specifically inside the band right that's you know rehearsing or let's start at the beginning so it's writing a song working a song like producing it editing it uh, deciding how it's going to play right rehearsing that song and then performing it live right though i feel like those four things are like not the prerequisites, but, like, the bare minimums of being in a band, right? Like, everybody needs to, to learn their part and play it properly. And not, and not even all bands have that, right? A lot, a lot of bands stumble on that last part, like, the play it properly. Like, better bands tend to have higher standards. Like, I know that we are, we are... We're slated to play a brand new song tomorrow night. It is a 50-50 if it's ready. And the only reason I'm allowing it to go through is because I don't have another show coming up. And this song could very well be the first in the next batch of songs that we record. And I am not going to record it if I don't get some audience audience response off it. So it's super important to me. And I feel like I've properly motivated the band to get it done and get it right by the time uh, by, by the time tomorrow night rolls around. But honestly, we're going to walk into rehearsal tonight. If it's not perfect on the first shot... It's not getting played tomorrow, so or not perfect. If it's not, if it's not doable on the first shot, we are playing it tomorrow night, and it's that it's that kind of simple. But those are like the four main things, like any any band has to do. But like after that, most people have no idea what it, what goes into doing band business. Nobody think like if this was the '70s, the next step would be like, cool, let's get a record deal and go on tour. Well, 
those things don't really exist so much anymore, so it's getting harder and harder to do that. Plus, nobody's interested in you, bro. Like, everybody in the world has a band. Like, what has to make you special? What's going to make you stand out? It is almost never the material. I find that talent is the last piece of the puzzle. You need all the other pieces to get there, and then talent is the things that keeps you there. Like, the bands that disappear had the other nine pieces of the puzzle and not the talent. But the bands that, you know, get there and stay, like you talk about, like even, I was talking about um, Dave Navarro from Jane's Addiction a couple days ago. Like, that dude has just been around forever. And the reason he's been around forever is because he's that goddamn talented, right? He had all the pieces to get there, and Jane's Addiction was just a phenomenal band and a phenomenal point in time. But, you know, they've all, they're all so goddamn talented that they still survive today in various forms. Like, that's, but that's the last piece. So it takes a lot to do all those other things. And most band members don't understand or don't want to do it. Um, just using my own band as an example, and I'm not slamming anybody because we've accepted kind of the way that it works in our band because it just it just does. Like, we've accepted the limitations of what our band can do building-wise. And not every member of my band is at all good at promoting. Not all of them are good at networking. Not all of them are good at, you know, anything other than the main part of being in a band, which, you know, is acceptable and has its own value. But the problem is, like, when... When the motivating factors or the driving factors start to burn out in those situations, what does that look like for the band? If you want to take a look at Revel 9's trajectory over 2022, I can tell you exactly what that looks like. You know, I can tell you. Anybody looking can tell you. And that's kind of what happens. And that's kind of sad because all we've really been able to do is a couple of shows and some new material. The only really bright star, I think, in the in the 20. 22 arc of Rebel 9 really was the Razorblade Diaries. Like, doing the Razorblade Diaries live show was a real high point and a real bright spot for the band in general, in its, in its tenure for starters, uh, but also in 2022. I think it was an amazing thing that we did. But the reality is, like, that really only came about because I was in some sort of, not a manic state, but an upper state. And I was like, cool, let's do this. And I booked the room. And once I do that, like, I kind of just have to go. And we made it all happen. It was really set to be a great event. And then it just fizzled out because we couldn't pull the people in. There weren't enough people to kind of make it financially worthwhile. So the band took a bath on it, which sucks. <laughs> um, and, but I still think we had a great event from it. But if we're looking at the course of this whole year and what the band has accomplished... Is, is it real? Like, what are we like? Are we really talking about like one show and starting recording? Does that sound like the secret to success? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Why is that? Because I'm tired, man. I'm super, super tired, and my motivation is in the absolute toilet. And nobody's picking up that slack. And that's what fans look like when. Uh, when the motivation goes away. So, for everybody that's listening and interested in any of that, just know that tomorrow night, if you do come to Beery's to see the show, know that I am there and my band is there because we really want to be. It's not because it's going to do anything for the band. We'll have merch for sure, but anybody that's going to be there has probably already got it. Um, we're not really promoting anything. 
we just want to be there and we want to play a show and we want you guys to see it. And at some point, and at some points along that timeline for a band, that really is the most important part. And it's certainly the thing that gets me, that's going to get me up on that stage tomorrow night. So I hope you can be part of it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I know I'm looking forward to it. And I don't know, maybe 2023 is going to be a lot better. I have no idea. But I'm grateful for now. And I'm grateful for you. So thanks for that. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Still haven't figured out my laptop troubles, but don't worry. It is definitely a me problem, not a you problem, and um, that's uh, that's okay. Just, no one cares. I really wish I knew what was going on because, like, what's the point of even? What's the point even? <laughs> that's that's probably the most appropriate thing. Like, what is the point even? Man, I'm tired. So, um, the band Motorhead. Not a big staple here on the box. Um, there's a couple reasons for that, none of which we need to go into. But they released, I guess, I guess it's an old song. Because, I mean, Lemmy's dead, so it's got to be slightly an old song. But I got to tell you, it came out today, or this week. I was kind of digging it. So, yeah, man. Here's some Motorhead. Hard Rock Lunch. It's our very own Sam Pollitt's birthday today. I think she's turning 19. I don't know. 12? 20? I don't even know. But it's her birthday. And I was going to play her new song, but it's my show, so I'm going to play my favorite. And when the smoke Clears and it's all said and done You'll have to find another shoulder to lean on I can't take any more weight Than the brick blocks in my chest And when the clouds clear Floating in the deep end Cause I find 
Yeah, man. So despite what I was saying before about uh, whether or not you know there'll be shows in in 2023 for Rebel Nine, of course that's the plan as always. So I want to be quite clear on that. I was actually just considering the other day, like, do we want to just book four shows now for the four new songs we're putting out and just spread them out throughout the year? Probably not, but <laughs> but it wouldn't be the worst idea. But I was actually thinking, like, what. Um, what bands I don't even know what bands people want to see us play with I know what bands I want to play with so I might be <laughs> might be going it going at it that way um, you know of course uh, we've got Mikey playing with us this weekend but uh, you know I'd like to get uh, all of something heavy onto a show that's good Craving's always a winner uh, isn't that right Jimmy it's always a no <laughs> yeah it's been a little while so they used to <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, cravings always good, uh, but like I want to get on a, I want to do another show with, um, with uh, all new episode. I want to get on another one with Neon Skyline. Uh, I don't even mind. I, I think the thought of doing another one approaching Troy would be good. Uh, Pathmaker is working on new material. I definitely want to put a show together with Pathmaker. I really should like just build a list of bands. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't know how to even dress as the season, to be perfect. By the way, speaking of funny stuff, if you want to look this up, uh, I want to say it's the Natural History Museum of London. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think it's the Natural History of London. So they have a T-Rex, because they're cool like that. Uh, but they put a Christmas sweater or a holiday sweater on the T-Rex, and I think that is just goddamn brilliant. Uh, so that's cool. So I dress as that season. Um, I have such a headache. I am so sorry. Um, but yeah, like, what bands, like, uh, we could definitely get I Ignite on stage. That would be cool. Uh, so what are we even talking about here? So just, like, local bands. I mean, I, I could get I could get out-of-state bands, and I might do that again. It, it's going to sort of depend. Like, if people really want to do that, like, I'll do that. But, like, I can't even seem to get people to want to come to, like, just straight up, like, regular shows. Like, how much... You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Forget, forget what I'm saying. I just mumbled. It's cool. My microphone's being a bit of a dick. Um, yeah, like who? Uh, Roderick, you twats. That should have been singular. Singular twat. Yes, not multiple twat. Uh, yeah, no, Roderick would be good. I have no problem with that. I'm trying to think of other bands from around here. So... Uh, Pathmaker and I Ignite, they're kind of from out east. All new episodes, like, that'd be great. Jackknife Stiletto, if they ever decide to put another show on, that would be good. They tend not to play the island all that much. Ooh, Misfit Saints would be fun. I would like to get Mickey and Carly onto a show. Uh, of course, Craving and Something Heavy. Uh, Born of Scars, I want to get back on a bill. I heard Pete not too long ago saying that they're, you know, they're up and running, so that's cool. But yeah, maybe, maybe we'll just do that. Maybe we'll just... Start booking some shows and see what happens. What do you think? Yeah, maybe. Coming. Neon Skyline should be done with new music soon. Once we're done with that, we can release the glitter bomb that is Joey in the band. She was born with a golden heart. So my girl's a precious smile. Can't believe he ever saw that. Turn the soul as a work of art. Different men, a different life. Didn't they? Good heaven for 
always good to almost hear Deftones, am I right? Until something crosses. So I was talking to Mikey of the Mikey Wayman. Uh, I think it was just yesterday. Dude, these days are so long. I'm having the hardest time really maintaining. Um, but more about me in a minute. So I was talking about talking to Mikey, and I was saying that um, that it's like really been dry for new music this year. I think. Like it feels like it. Like I, I feel like I haven't been playing a lot of new music this year. Local, local bands. And um, you know, he was saying like, really? You know, it's like Mikey's got like seven ready to go for like next year or something. Something like that. And I was saying, like, yeah, like, what do we really have out this past year? I mean, Craving has done their job, right? Like, they put out some songs, and we'll do our job next year, and that'll be fine. But, like, like Roderick put out one song, I think. I don't even think Pathmaker's song was this past year. It might have been early. I really don't even remember. But, like, how many bands are putting out... And not even like, because there's a lot of bands putting out music, but there's a lot of bands really putting out like some subpar music. And I, I don't always play the best stuff on this show, but like there'll always be a reason for it. But like if I'm opting to, like I want to play good stuff. And a lot of times when bands put out music, I don't even really super appreciate. Uh, I'll just play some of their older stuff that I do. <laughs> like it's it's fine. Like, but like you know, who in the chat there? Like, yeah, well Sam just put out new music. And we played it, but like, doesn't it feel to you guys like there's like a big lull in because I know, I know as soon as COVID hit, everyone's like, well, cool, we're gonna use this time to record. And a lot of bands did a good job with it. A lot of bands did a shit job with it. A lot of bands were like, cool, let's just go into the studio. If these songs aren't ready because we're not playing live, we might as well record. And I think most of the material that I was getting in the late 2020s, early 21 was exactly that. Very rarely was it something good. Um, but, like, a lot of bands I know are just not putting out material. Like, Right. Oh, yeah, I'm just checking the chat. Yeah, Roderick's got one. Uh, right, Sam has, like, one. Craving did, like, four, I think. Like, they did their batch of songs, which is great. And they'll have a new one coming out soon-ish. Uh, and I don't expect them to be slowing down. I mean, they just kind of roll through. They're actually going to be... They're on the trajectory that we're going to start modeling. So it should be a little bit more um, constant. Like, I... I've told the band, and I've told everybody to listen. Like, I have no interest in making another record. I just, I don't think there's any point to do it. Uh, I have a really good archive uh, collection of songs uh, from my last two bands, including this one. So I'm, I'm good to go. Um, and the band has three good records. I think the last record, and I'm air quoting that, that, that Rebel Nine will probably do, is going to be the Diaries Live, and that'll come out at some point. Um, actually, we just started looking into that <laughs> I know I'm running really far behind my point was is that there's just like there doesn't seem to be like a lot of new music and I'm hopeful for 2023 because I know some bands are out doing stuff I know Pathmaker's recording I know Craving's recording I know Mikey's got songs ready to go I know my band is recording right now so like that feels a little bit better uh, um, you know so like I'm hopeful for that but like if you guys know bands that are creating good music and putting it out like let me know because it's getting it's getting scarce around here. Um, but I'm hoping that will start to improve as we go. And to that point, I'm going to end 2022 on a good note because I've got brand new music 
Something heavy. Their single learning drops tomorrow, I believe. I do not know if it's slated for Mikey's set tomorrow. All I've told Mike is that he has to be really, really, really good, but that he can play whatever he wants and everything will be fine and will work out. So hopefully that'll be no pressure on the man. I don't know if it's slated for tomorrow night, but if it is, you'll be ahead of the game because you'll be able to hear it right now. It's brand new Something Heavy on the box.
Punch. Box. That's a little rider for you. Queen's Bay's band, if you didn't know. But just saying in the chat, I think that'd be good uh, with the 10 ton mojo. Yeah, Grim Jack for sure, Bill. Absolutely. I feel like that'd be a good, something good about that hearty, kind of like older southern rock. There's a lot of that, and there's a lot of market for it. A lot of bands doing it too, so might as well, right? Might as well get in there. So I've got a band, uh, I've got a band for you called Seaway, which is not a new band. Uh, but I don't know. I I might have heard this song before, and maybe I just never noticed it. But the, there's some there's some great lyrics in this that just literally made my made me laugh this morning. So I just I thought we could all use the laugh. I know I could use the laugh. Man, my I got I can't even begin to tell you like how much my head is killing me and my my above my upper teeth are killing me, which is funny because I said something to my daughter. And she was like, well, you know, you have a show coming up. And it's like, yep. And it's funny, like, everybody knows that about me. Like, I just, I guess that's just my thing. Now I'm, that's my thing. I'm going to get sick before all shows. And I don't know, like, I'm not even stressing this one. Like, it just, it's December 15th, bro. Like, I'm glad I made it this far. Like, honestly. I'm not stressing this show at all. Honestly, I care less. It's going to be. It's going to be fun, and and like I was saying before, like with the fact that we're going in with like material that is kind of questionable, like we're going to play the stuff we know really well, and then there's some other stuff that's going to be like, you know, well, little little random acts of kindness, maybe, like, <laughs> you need to get rid of this headache because it's kicking my ass, but in the meantime, something wonderful, Seaway, listen to the words, especially in the beginning. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I am still working with this laptop. It is pissing me off so bad. I am so sorry. Here's something good. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I am still so goddamn impressed by that record. Every time I hear it, I hear like more stuff and more good stuff on it. But the duet between Machine Gun Kelly and, uh, and Halsey is just freaking brilliant. So, yeah. So, um, if anybody's checking at home that's interested in anything that's going on right now, I am currently... In the process of re-downloading my Logic Capture, which is the software that drives the Logitech camera. And uh, hopefully we'll know more by the end, because uh, I know you guys are waiting to find out how it goes. But in the meantime, I dug this one up. I have not heard this one in ages. It's Medina Lake, the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Here we are alone again There's something here we can't pretend But we will fight it stubbornly I know you know I know Let your guard down for a change When some things just can't be explained And let's not waste another chance To be the lucky ones If you would simply follow me Then I would never leave Under the impression that you Feel the same as me And you feel the same as me Yeah 
Time is passing by so quick Don't be afraid, don't be so thick And let's not waste another chance To be the lucky ones If you would simply follow me Then I would never leave Under the impression that you Feel the same as me You'll feel the same as me You'll feel the same as me Only place to be tomorrow night, uh, December 16th, roughly 9 p.m., is at Mr. Perry's in Bethpage, where you will see Mikey perform, you will see a Farewell Fire perform, you will see Craving Streams perform, you will see Rebel 9 perform, basically all of our last shows of the year. I could not recommend it more, mainly because it's just going to be a good old-fashioned good time. It's not like one of those kind of killer, like, performance, sell 50 tickets kind of venues. It's literally our our company Christmas party. It's going to be a lot. And I'm looking forward to it. Here's a little something from the Pharaoh Fire. Hard Rock Lunch Box. That's a little bit from State Champs there. Keep you on your toes. So, uh... Whoop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut off my own applause. Great. So we have finalized our set for tomorrow night. I will say, as we write more and more, uh, I've told this story before several times, but uh, as we write more and more, it's always funny to see how and why certain songs make it into the set and why certain songs don't make it into the set. And I remember just vividly a conversation with the band. I don't know when they first joined, and uh, I had, when I when these. When the, these three guys joined the band, I, I dropped a whole lot of our material. I dropped a lot of stuff that we had been working on but not recording. I dropped all of the G. Davies stuff, uh, which is why this band never plays any G. Davies material. And so we didn't actually have a lot of material. We had the first record, which was, I don't know, what, six songs? And I was in the process. I had just written the second record, Reality Crush, and I was, I was in the process of recording it. I was almost done recording it when I added these guys to the band. Uh, so, but that that stuff was still being arranged. But we didn't always have enough songs for a full set, so we would do stuff like uh, cover. We covered Master of Puppets for a while because it was a really long song. We stuck Creeping Death in the middle of it, which was always kind of funny. Um, but I remember having this conversation with the band. We were like, "Well, what are we going to add to stretch this out?" Because we were playing like 60s. 60s. Sometimes we were playing 90-minute sets, depending on where we were. Like a lot of rural Pennsylvania stuff was a lot longer. Um, we were always set for 40, 45s, but some of the longer stuff would get tricky. 
and uh, we were just like throwing everything we could at, at some of these sets. And I remember saying to my drummer specifically, "This isn't going to be a problem much longer. In fact, it's going to be really funny when now we have to start cutting songs that we all really want to play because there's simply just not enough time." So uh, as we were doing that for this set, I actually wrote a set that ended up being way too long. We're sticking to 40-minute sets for the bands because uh, Beerus wants us uh, from basically from 9 to 12:30 and then out. So that's 40-minute sets for everybody. But Mikey, Mike is a shorter set because he's shorter. <laughs> I was looking for my applause button. Mikey gets a shorter set because he's playing on plug. That's just how that works. He's warming up the audience. He's going to do a great, great, great job and get everybody ready for uh, for everything else that's going to happen. But basically, we were just trimming songs off the set, and it's just always fun to see which ones don't make it. And and the reason why certain songs. We opted to go with two covers this, this time, which is something I never do in that short of a set, but because it's basically a Christmas party, we want to do it. We want everybody to have a good time, and we want to have a good time, too. And we're not, like I said before, like we're not promoting anything. Like, we're just going there like it's our Christmas party. So we want to have some fun, too. And we're going to play a new song. That's the only, honestly, the only official business going on is that I'm playing, I'm trying to play a new song for people so I can see what they think of it. That's that's the only official business. And if that doesn't happen, that doesn't happen. But the rest of it is just all about fun. Some songs we haven't played in a while. Some songs that people just like, we need to hear this song. So we're doing that. And that kind of thing. So we're doing that. But cutting the songs was... Uh, was tough <laughs> and one of the songs that we really haven't played in quite a while but did not make the cut is this one right here but this version goes back to before i recorded it so it's a completely different version you'll recognize most of it but not all of it because that's what we do here in the box here's a little classic archive rebel nine for you Yeah. 
thinking like what the hell does that sound mean and you'd be right that's a good thing to think but that sound means it's time for your weekly craving of the week it's also the last piece of the four-piece puzzle that is going to be the great beery's bash tomorrow night at mr beery's Woo! promo as fuck i am <laughs> yeah man it's cravings last show of the year you might want to check it out i'm just saying and also if you get too drunk to leave after craving set You'll be stuck with some free Rebel 9. How bad can that be? That shit will hit you like a wave. (laughs) Yeah, I still got it. Whatever it is, I got it. Something so surreal Don't know what to feel Do I need to bleed? Oh, oh man To fit the space you need Displayed here on my
Punch Box. Well, kids, it's not you, it's me. It's really time for me to get going, mainly because I have to go to the bathroom and I have to pee really bad. And you know how I get. I also got this headache I've got to deal with. So much other stuff. Got to load the van, got to unload the van, got to get ready for the show tomorrow night, this, that, the other thing, that kind of stuff. But I want to thank you all for taking a moment out of your day to spend your time listening to me and everybody here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox. So, hope you had a really good time. I really hope we see everybody tomorrow night for the big old Christmas party because it's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll just uh, take it from there. If you can't make it, we'll recap it next week, kind of like always, or I'll just forget. In the meantime, I cannot think of a more deserving audience than you for this. My gift, on behalf of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, all listeners everywhere, see you next week. Hey, little girl.